best about that game. I like the thing I liked best about that game is that when you took the game and you shook it, everything disappeared, and you could start over, a fresh start. I was on an airplane some time ago, and I decided that um, I was going to play chess against the computer. You ever on an airplane? Sometimes they don't have anything, and you just have to sit there and, and be bored or read a book or whatever. This particular plane we were on, I don't know where we were going. Uh, you could watch movies, and uh, you could do other things. But anyway, you could play games, and so I decided that I was going to play computer. I was going to play chess against the computer. How many of you play chess? Um, not too many. All right, well, let me tell you something I like about playing chess on the computer. Uh, you make your move, and it makes its move, and eventually... If you make a bad move, do you know what you can do, Richard? Richard killed me in chess the other ones on New Year's Eve. That's because if I can't win in 15 minutes, then the other guy can win. My brothers would play chess. My brothers would play chess. They'd play for hours, like three hours. They'd be sitting there like, what's up with this, you know? But the joy of computer chess on an airplane is you have this little button that says, start over. And I could push the button and... And so I remember starting over, and then I lowered the level a little bit. And I want you to know, before I got off that plane, I won. I beat the guy. It might have been on the lowest level, elementary chess. But you got that little button that says, start over, a fresh start. I want to look this morning at somebody in the Bible that got a fresh start. She didn't have really a Christian upbringing. Matter of fact, she probably didn't have much of an upbringing. Her parents, her family weren't saved. She had the privilege of going to Sunday school or church. She lived in a pagan city, a city that cared more for pleasure than God, so much so that somewhere along the road, she needed some money. So she decided she needed to get a job. We don't know all the places that she could have worked, I know there wasn't a McDonald's there, but she got a job. The Bible says she was a harlot. She spent her time in wicked, fleshly pleasure. One day, though, she heard about a nation that was different. She heard about a group of people that were blessed by God. She heard about the defeats of many of the great armies, including the Amorites, whose kings were Shion and Og. At some point, she realized... There must be more than life, must be more to life than that of being a harlot. At some point after looking at what God was doing out there and experiencing the emptiness inside, she realized that the God of the Israelites was the true God. She made a decision one day to choose a different way. She decided to change her dependence. She decided not to depend on herself for fulfillment or her city for protection but to rely on the God of Israel. She decided to live by faith. Faith in the one true God. This is what made a difference in her life, and this is what changed her life forever, and this is what gave her a fresh start. I'm going to call your attention to one verse in Hebrews chapter number 11, where the Bible says this in verse number 31, By faith, the harlot Rahab 
perish not with them that believe not, when she had received the spies with peace. I want to ask you to turn now to Joshua chapter number 2. And I want to take a few minutes and read. I normally wouldn't read this much by way of introduction, but I really want to read the story of Rahab the harlot found in Joshua chapter number 2. And then I want to look at this matter. The title of the message this morning is A Fresh Start. And I want to look at this matter of Rahab receiving a fresh start, and it's because of her exercise of faith. The Bible says in verse 1 of Joshua chapter number 2, And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. The king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out, whither the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the fords. As soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Shihon, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is the God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray ye swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. And that ye will save alive my father, my mother, my brethren, and my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, our life for yours, if ye utterly utter not this business, this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest your, your pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned, and after may ye go up your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head. And we will be guiltless, and whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quite quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, according to your words, so be it. 
And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. Lord, we ask this morning now, as we look at this familiar story, we ask, Lord, that you would use it to encourage us. Would you use it, Lord, to draw us close to yourself? And Lord, I ask that you would use it to help us to walk by faith, believing God no matter what. Lord, we need you today. We ask that you would accomplish your work here. I cast my dependence upon you. Use me, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Number one, I want us to see as we look at this familiar story, I want us to see she had a fresh start because faith gives cleansing from the past. Faith gives cleansing from the past. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 31, we read the scripture. Her name is in the hall of faith. She is listed there with all of the other individuals that we have gone over so far. God honored her faith. We see also in verse number 11, she says this, because, the latter end of verse 11, because of you for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. She exercised faith in Jehovah God. She came to a point where she realized that the God the Israelites serve, he's the one and true God. The God that we are serving here in Jericho is not. And she exercised faith in God. The Bible says in James chapter number 2 and verse number 25 that she was justified. She was justified by work. She was justified in the sight of men in James chapter number 2. We're not justified by works in the sight of God. We're justified at times, you see in the book of James, are, uh, by men. Others see our works and recognize that this individual walks with God or believes God. She exercised faith in God. In Matthew chapter number 1 and verse number 5, it's interesting how much we read concerning Rahab the harlot. It's interesting that God uh, keep, kept that term on her so that we would understand that God is able to take somebody that is far away from him, that is living in the world and living for the flesh and doing everything that's against God. When you think about it, I really can't think aside from murder, aside from killing someone, we really can't think of anything that would be more, that would be worse. She lived the life of harlotry, and yet God, when she exercised faith in God, God saved her. We see her in the line of Jesus in Matthew chapter number, uh, Matthew chapter number, uh, where did it go here? One, Matthew chapter number one and verse number five. The Bible says, and Salmon begat Boaz of Rahab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. One commentator said this, before you read six verses in the New Testament, you learn that Rahab married Salmon of the tribe of Judah, and they had a boy named Boaz who married a Gentile woman named Ruth, and the two of them had a boy named Obed, who was the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David, the famous king, and all of them were in the line of Jesus Christ. Rahab exercised faith. And her faith in God caused her to have cleansing from the past. The Bible says this in 1 John 1 and verse number 9, If we confess our sin, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from. We highlighted this last Sunday night when we had the Lord's Supper from all unrighteousness. You see, the devil will do everything he can to cause us to think that we have done something so bad We have been so unfaithful that we have been in and out and up and down that we cannot be used of God in a great way. And that is not true. You see, the devil is a liar and he does what he can to cause us to get discouraged and to get defeated and to think, hey, I can't live this Christian life. Hey, I can't do this. And God says we can. Hey, I'm so encouraged when I read of Rahab and what God can do with a life that exercises faith in him. The Bible says this in Psalm 28 in verse number 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Aren't you glad for Psalm 103 in verse 12? As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. I'm thankful, aren't you? I'm thankful for God's ability to forgive. Psalm 32 and verse 5, the psalmist said, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Micah 7 and verse 19, he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And now we'll cast all their sins into the depths of the deepest sea. You think about God's ability and what God is able to do. I'm so thankful for the forgiveness of God. In September 1974, President Ford granted Richard Nixon a free, full, and absolute pardon for any criminal conduct during his presidency, and Nixon responded with a statement of remorse at my mistakes over Watergate. Announcing the pardon in a surprise appearance before newsmen and photographers, Ford said, I feel that Richard Nixon and his loved ones have suffered enough. He said, my conscience tells me clearly and certainly that I cannot prolong the bad dreams that continue to reopen a chapter that is closed. My conscience tells me that I only, as president, have the constitutional power to firmly shut and seal this book. And while we're thankful for our president's ability to pardon, our God has the ability to take our sins and put them in the depths of the deep sea. As far as the east is from the west, the blood of Jesus Christ continues to cleanse us from sin. If we confess, we say the same thing as God says about our sin. Hey, we can be right with God. Rahab exercised faith in God. Let me ask you this question. Do you find at times that the devil tries to beat you up? Do you find at times that the devil tries to magnify your sin? Do you find at times that the devil tries to call you a big failure? Hey, the devil will do what he can. But we need to recognize who we are in Christ. We need to recognize that we're justified. I don't understand it all completely, but God sees me just as if I've not sinned. He sees me through Jesus Christ. What a Savior. What a salvation. 
And when we exercise faith in what Jesus did for us, he saves us. Hey, when we exercise faith in the truth of the word of God, we can leave here and say, hey, I'm not perfect, but I tell you this, I'm forgiven because my sin is under the blood of Christ. Aren't we thankful? Faith gives forgiveness for the past. I want you to see, secondly, as we look at a fresh start, not just because faith gives forgiveness for the past, but I want you to see, secondly, go back to Joshua 2, faith gives confidence for the present. In verse number 12 of Joshua 2, I'll take you through some of these scriptures here. Verse number 12, she requests kindness to her family. Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. In verse 13 and 14, she believes their word. He says, we'll save alive my mother, my brethren, my sisters, and deliver our lives from death. Verse 14, the men answered, our life for yours, if you utter not this business, uh, when And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Verse 15, she is told that if she puts this scarlet cord through the window, verse 15, let the cord through the window for a house that was upon the wall. She, she Actually, they were letting them down. Sorry, wrong verse. But in any event, verse 18 is the verse. A scarlet thread in the window. She, she, she gives them instructions on how to escape. As she's facing this situation, she tells them where to go. But in the present, she takes this scarlet cord and she wraps it around the window. Hey, she has confidence. She has confidence in the word that she is told. She's not worried. Look at verse 21. We don't find her fretting in the, in the situation. And she said, according unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away and departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. She's got a confidence now in what they said is going to happen. You think about this. Faith in God gives us confidence for the present. We live here and now. We face challenges here and now. Hey, we have sickness that comes our way. We have heartache that comes our way. We have pain that comes our way. Hey, we have trials and tragedy. Uh, This world, uh, we groan and travail, the Bible says. But you know what? No matter what I face in this present world, I can have confidence if I walk with God, if I believe God. We need to be confident in God's will doing what God has called us to do. If we're confident in the will of God, no matter what we face, we know that God is able. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 6, do you know what the Bible says about you? The Bible says that you and I are able ministers. We're able ministers of the New Testament. We have all, Second uh, Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, we have all things to live godly in Christ Jesus. God has given what we need to live in this present world. He has given us a Bible full of promises. 
He's given us His Word that if we will, His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And the challenges we face that are just getting, they're getting worse. I had someone this week uh, send me uh, a Fox News article about UFOs that they found in Las Vegas and eight-foot creatures. See, I don't know about that, Pastor. Well, I tell you this, the devil is alive and real. I tell you this, somebody is going to have to do a lot of explaining when a million or so odd people, or how many it is, I don't know, millions of people, all of a sudden disappear. Somebody is going to have to help people on earth to think that they got it better than we got it. You see, someone's got it, and I don't know, uh, back in when I was younger, I used to wonder, how is this mark of the beast and all this stuff going to take place? 666 and all. Hey, we see it now. We can see it now with uh, the phones, and you got to buy the phone and passports and all this kind of stuff that's going on. Hey, technology is here. Isn't it interesting, by the way, how relevant the Word of God is? How we look at it, we might not understand it completely, but God's word is true. And look, no matter what we face, we can be confident in the present if we'll walk with the Lord. If we say, hey, I'm on God's side, I'm walking with God, I'm in the center of God's will. By the way, when we get out of the will of God, the Bible says this, Proverbs 28, verse 1, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Psalm 53 and verse 5, they were in, there were they in great fear where no fear was. For God has scattered the bones of him that encamped against thee. Thou hast put them to shame because God hath despised them. Can I tell you this? If I'm walking with God in the center of God's will, I can have confidence. When I get outside of God's will, when I get away from reading the word of God, when I get away from spending time in prayer and challenges come in my life, I can find myself insecure. I can find myself facing fear. Isn't it amazing some of the tasks that some people in the Word of God were given? In Genesis chapter number 6, the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And God told Noah in Genesis 6 to make an ark. Any of you been to the uh, ark there in Kentucky? You ought to go. It's huge. It's a museum. If you go with me, I can get you through the museum in a couple hours, maybe less than an hour, maybe I mean less than two hours. If you go by yourself, man, you're going to be there for hours reading all the little signs. I just summarized those signs. <laughs> Read a couple. You've got to see the whole thing. You've got to have the experience. You go to the gift shop. I'm telling you, it's a big, huge ark. Huge. When I first saw it, I thought, now to me, this is amazing. Because when you put yourself in Bible times, and you put yourself on Noah's front yard, and you see this great big huge ark, and you understand that they didn't see rain yet, you think concerning these things, you think, what a task Noah was given. And he was a preacher of righteousness. And to the world at large, he looked ridiculous. To the world at large, it looked like, what in the world are you doing? Hey, to, to, to the persecution that he faced of individuals, he could have lost a sense of security and confidence, and he could have found himself in the midst of it thinking, yeah, what am I doing? But he was in the center of God's will. He was confident in God's word, 
He was doing what God wanted, and that gave him confidence. Rahab, picture her in her living room. She sends the men out, and she says, all right, here's my scarlet line. I'm going to tie this thing right here, and I'm going to put it in the window and let it hang down, and I am going to rest. I'm going to be confident. I want you to see thirdly as we look at this story, not only does faith give cleansing from the past and confidence in the present, but faith gives a certainty about the future. If you look over a few pages to Joshua chapter number 6 and verse number 23, somebody got word, Israel was moving in. Obviously, we know they walked around the walls of Jericho. Can you imagine this great host of individuals? Can you imagine being inside of Jericho and you're thinking, hey, here are our nice, secure walls, but all of a sudden you see this army marching around the walls. You knew what happened in the past. Rahab knew, and so did everybody else in the city. Every nation, except for Ai, for a short little time, because of the sin, actually that comes next. So really every nation up to this point, they had been defeated. God promised them in Joshua 1 that they were going to defeat all their armies. And it's Jericho's turn. Can you imagine watching and wondering? Rahab, the Bible says in chapter number 6, in verse number 23, that she brought out her father, her mother, her brethren, and all that she had. They brought them out, all her kindred, and left them without the camp of Israel. She got her whole family in her house. While maybe people were marching around, she was going to the dad's dad. You got to come in here. This is this is Jehovah God. Hey, she she got all of her family in her house, and everyone in her house was going to be secure. Rahab wasn't worried when she saw. Isn't it amazing, by the way? The Bible says we looked at this. The walls fell down flat, but her house didn't somehow, some way. Uh, God's able. God is able. God is able. She was persuaded. She was convinced that she would be saved. Maybe there were some little kids in the living room. I don't know. They were a little nervous. Hey, when the wall fell down, I'm sure it made a noise. What's happening out there? Are we going to be okay? We're going to be okay. It's going to be calm. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be good. They're going to take care of us. Imagine the sense of security. Imagine the sense of, of, of certainty she had about the future. Why? Because she had faith in the word of God communicated to her through those two spies. Hey, whatever happens in the future is going to be okay. And they were delivered, and, and, and God always keeps his word. They were brought out, verse 23. Look at verse 25. Of course, verse 24, they burnt the city with fire and all therein, the silver, the gold, everything. Verse 25, and Joshua saved Rahab the heart of the life and her father's household and all that she had. And she dwelt in Israel even unto this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. She exercised faith in God and what God would do. 
In Joshua chapter 1, I alluded to this already. God said to Joshua in verse 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread on, that have I given you. In verse 4, From the wilderness of Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, uh, uh, all the land of the Hittites, verse 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Do you know what? When I exercise faith, I can be certain about the future because I know the God that holds the future. We think about this. In Matthew chapter number 8, we read a story of a centurion. The centurion had a servant that was sick. Matthew chapter number 8, the scripture says in verse number 5, actually verse number 6, Centurion comes and says, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I'm going to come and heal him. And the centurion says, Lord, I'm not worthy. Thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. I'm a man under authority. And I say, go and do this, come, and they come. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. He said, I've not found faith in Israel. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. He wasn't with the servant, but he understood that the word of God would change the servant. And he knew that when he got there, the servant would be healed. He won't worry about the future. And I tell you this, we don't have to worry about the future as well. What do we need to do? Faithfully serve God. We need to do what God has called us to do. We need to recognize that God holds us all in his hands. And if I will walk by faith, believing God no matter what, I can have the right perspective about what's going to happen in the future. God, be not dismayed whate'er be time. God will take care of you. Our future, God holds it in his hand. We look at Rahab, she's in the hall of faith. And God tells us, hey, without faith it's impossible to please me. Look at these people that had faith. He lists this harlot, Rahab. Her faith caused her cleansing. Her faith caused her a confidence in the present situation to what to do and when to hang this scarlet, her faith gave her certainty when the walls were coming down that everything was going to be okay. May God help us to walk by faith. Lord, we love you today.